Skin with Celeste. I am so excited to talk about this episode of clean skincare. I know we've had so much discussion recently, in particular, about the benefits of clean skincare, or is there even a single definition of what is clean? I can say this being someone who formulates products and owns a skincare company that. Our definition at Skin Authority of what's clean can be dramatically different than someone else's. So today there is not a real definition of clean skincare. You will see brands that are defining their parameters for what it is. And for some cases, it may be the ingredient deck that a product is built around. For others, it might be the sustainability of what it means to the planet. Um, for others, it might be all of those things. It might be what, what the impact on the planet is, what that ingredient deck can mean to the skin. And for us, it's those things, but it's also about efficacy and being safe. Because what we'll learn and talk about a little bit today, which I want to share with you, I did not know everything I'm sharing with you today when I started Skin Authority. First, the world of clean is evolving at such a rate and sustainability capability is, is just moving at such warp speed that it's tough to say this is how it is because you have to really stay up on the changes because it is constantly changing. But the other part of it is that by being in the game every day, you do begin to realize that you need to become your own ambassador for sort of vetting out what's important to you and looking for brands that share those values. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about cleanliness today and also how we view cleanliness and more importantly, what we think clean skincare really means to your overall health. Because you know, when we started Skin Authority, we started Skin Authority around the concept that we wanted to help you be empowered with knowledge and the tools and the products necessary to live a long, skin healthy lifestyle, meaning keeping this organ super healthy. And so for us, when we look at a product, we look at how does it interact with the skin? Is it safe to put on the skin? Secondly, will it, when it's on the skin, be able to produce the kind of results you want? And at the end of the day for Skin Authority, it's about are we triggering the body? to produce its own resources for the skin's immunity to work at its highest level. Because if our skin's immune system is functioning properly, it's making all the resources we need, hyaluronic acid, collagen, elastin, just beautiful glow and hydration. But at the same time, it's also doing its job, which is to protect, to produce the highest level of antioxidants to protect our body, to absorb radiation that's coming around us, and more importantly, to ensure that our internal organs have the resources they need to stay safe. So the skin plays a huge role in that way and what we put on it can either empower our immune system to work well or it can compromise that immune system. So for us, we look at cleanliness in a way of safety along with what's good for the planet and what's good for the earth. So let's talk first about the ingredient decks, right? So when we talk about things that are safe for your skin, 
if you know uh, from our definition of clean skincare, we don't use added fragrance, dyes, parabens, any of those kinds of things in our skincare. We talk a lot about in our industry and in the consumers, we talk about everything from sulfates to different levels of silicons and things that are used in product. For us, what we look at is making sure that even if something's 100% natural and 100% organic in its source, it doesn't make it safe for you to use on your skin. It also doesn't make it clean for you to use on your skin. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So I'm, for those of you listening, you might not be able to see, but I'm holding up a product called Skin Suit Lip. The reason I'm holding this product up is to give an example of how sometimes things that are 100% natural might not be the healthiest solution for us, right? So when we talk about a lip product, right? In this case, this is a clear sheer lip protector, but you might also just have a balm. You might just have a lip hydration or maybe a lipstick that you use all day. Well, you take your wand or your cap off, you put that product on your lips, and then you put the cap back on or you put the wand back in the solution and how many times a day might you do that? I don't know. I'm going to ask my producer, Grace. Grace, how many times a day do you put something on your lips? Probably like five to eight. Okay, five to eight. That's pretty normal. That means in a you know 24-hour day, she might actually be you know, putting it on every couple hours, right? The reason I say that is you're not washing your lips all day long like you do your hands. You're not putting antibacterial <laughs> spray, hopefully, on your lips. So your lips have bacteria and things that contribute throughout the day, particles that land from the air, things that we eat. Maybe we touch our lips with our hands or other things that have germs. So constantly we're introducing bacteria and germs to our lips, right? And then we're putting a wand or a lipstick on that. And then we're putting a cap or a wand back in the solution eight times a day, right? So we're always reintroducing bacteria. When I talk about ingredients that are clean, the number one ingredient in almost every skincare product in terms of composition is water, right? And when we think of water, we often think about when we drink water, we think about the purity of the water that we drink, right? Because we're going to put that in our bodies. So we want to make sure that it's, it's filtered and purified properly. Well, when you think about water being the majority of most products as an ingredient, Water is one of the most bacteria-enhancing ingredients that are out there, meaning that bacteria thrives in water, moist climates. Think about mold. It's a great example. So when we think about lip care products and we think about water being one of the number one ingredients in lip care products, when we're putting that back and forth on our skin, on our lips, and then putting a contaminated either lip product or the wand back in, we're creating a lot more bacteria. That's why you see people that will have immune kinds of responses like sores on their lips, cracks on their lips, pimples that evolve around their lips, right? Because we don't think about the bacteria being reintroduced. So for us, we even look at something as simple as water, which is on no one's list of a bad ingredient for skincare. But the reality is that for lip products in particular, Skin Suit Lip was our first waterless product that we introduced. There's a great benefit to the earth of introducing a waterless product, 
because for every million skin suit lips we sell, we save a half a million gallons of water. And that's because water is used in every step of the manufacturing process of almost every product in the world. So t-shirts, there are millions of gallons of water used in making t-shirts. You're like, well, t-shirt's not wet. Well, the whole process, the manufacturing process of making the t-shirt uses water. Everything from how the fabric itself is created, the fabric is woven to how we actually fuel or, or paste the machines and coat the machines that, that make the manufacturing. And in, in skincare and hair care, it's actually not only used in the manufacturing process, it's used in the ingredient in the formulas of the product. So we consume hundreds of thousands of gallons of water a day in the beauty industry, in hair and skincare products and makeup. So if we can reduce that use, there's a couple things that happen. One, we save water when it comes to you know the manufacturing process. Secondly, when you take water out, because if you've ever filled a glass with water and felt its weight, and then you empty that glass and just fill the glass, the glass is super light, but when you fill it with water, it's heavy. The reason that matters is we use tons of gallons of fuel to ship product that's heavy from one place to another. So by taking water out of this product, if you've ever felt a skin suit lip in your hand, it's very light. And that's because by removing the water, we make it light. So therefore, when we ship it, we spend a lot less money on fossil fuels than we do if we're shipping heavier products. So we save water, we save fossil fuel, which means we also save a lot of that those chemicals going into the air from fuel and from planes flying or trucks delivering it. We also save packaging because it can make we can fit the product in a much smaller container when we take the water out. So it's less volume, right? So that means that we don't have to use as much plastic or materials or glass in manufacturing what's what the components themselves. And also we don't have to use um, you know, a lot of containers to package them for shipment in bulk. So I love that in all those ways, we can really talk about being clean and good to the earth because we're producing a product that is actually safer for you because a non-water-based lip product is going to have less potential for contamination or growing things that can be infectious to the lip or irritating to the lip. But we also are good to the planet by reducing fossil fuel, water use, etc. right? Emission into the air, all of those things. So I love that as a brand, hopefully I expanded your thinking about what a sustainable clean brand can do because we really should be thinking not just about the ingredient deck on the bottle, but also about the whole picture of the manufacturing process and how we contribute. So let me give you another example of what we do. So if you think about the products you use, not just skincare in general, but you know, this morning I took out another tube of toothpaste. So the toothpaste comes in a box. It has its thing. It's wrapped in a plastic wrapper around the outside of the box. So when we think about all the materials and the earth resources it takes to make packaging, right? We use water to make this packaging, all of those kinds of things. Um, we use a lot of resources for skincare packaging. Um, a lot of nature's resources, and we contribute a lot of pollution into the air through that manufacturing process. 
More importantly, we also think about what do we wash down in the sink when we take it off? Are the ingredients not only safe for our skin, but what happens when you put them into our oceans? So those are all the things we think about, which is why when you see skin suit lip or skin suit face or any of our uh, sunscreen related skin suit family, you'll see that we call it reef safe. Well, that means we don't put ingredients like avabenzone, oxybenzone, the zone families um, into our sun care for skin suit because those are things that can actually break down our reefs and how the reefs, and the reefs are critical to the food source and the oxygenation of our water. So we really want to be conscious of that. So that's why it's called reef safe. Um, in the same way, when we talk about manufacturing boxes, so all of skin suits cartons, when we use a carton, and you'll see that we very sparingly use outer cartons with our skincare because that consumes lots of trees and it consumes lots of resources. So the only time you see a box around a product is because that product is more susceptible to the environment, meaning light, heat, things like that. So our Super C serums, our skin, our sun products, um, when you look at things that maybe have very high antioxidant levels in them, you will see that they come in a box, right? Our beauty infusions. Those are things where the carton helps protect it from light and heat, etc. If and when we do use a carton, what we do is ensure that that carton is, we require the partners that we use in manufacturing to provide certification that any paper used in the product um, in the making of a box is actually certified and pulled from farms, tree farms that are actually using sustainable deforestation practices, meaning that we're replanting trees on a regular basis. We're making sure that we're not cutting all the trees down. They're alternating those trees so they give time for new trees to grow and replace. So always thinking about really being conscious of how we're imp impacting forest as we go about supplying it. But more importantly, we also require that all that manufacturing be done in e-certified ways, which means there's something called e-certifications, which are using wind power or solar power. So we require that all of our packaging be produced using those e-certification, either wind power, or solar power, and more importantly, that in that process, we're using recycled paper to make the boxes. More importantly, we're using soy ink or vegetable-based ink and the reason that's important is not only for going back into the earth in a more healthy way that's biodegradable and compostable, so that's super important to us. So I bet you never knew when you use the Skin Authority product and take Skin Suit Lip out of the box that not only is Skin Suit Lip a more earth-friendly and safer product to use in a clean way, but the box that it's in has been thought through and manufactured in the, in today's most conservative way for protecting our Earth's resources. I say today because, you know, I didn't have the power of soy ink a few years ago. I didn't have the power of recycled papers with solar and looking at how we leverage um, a lot of wind power. We have that privilege today, but I'm excited about two years from now or three years from now what types of new technologies have evolved to make us even more earth-friendly and cleaner and sustainable. And we're looking at those things all the time. So I'm super excited that we'll continue to do that. But 
when you are using a Skin Authority product, remember that our tubes are 98% recycled material that is post-recyclable, right? So when you're using Skin Authority, if you take it out of the box, you take, you know, you use your tube, please always put these in the recycle bin because all of our products can be recycled and I want to really make sure that we're doing that and giving it back. And you'll even see with our new our new biodegradable cartons that we're using um, with soy ink and or vegetable ink and recycled paper. You'll see we print inside each box now a little note that just reminds you that these can be placed in the recycle bin. So I really ask that you help us. We do all of this to keep the earth clean, so please place everything in the recycle bin if you can. When you look at something like our beautiful sheet masks, I say this because sheet masks are super important for us to think about. And because we don't spend a lot on sheet masks, generally, you can walk down the aisle of Target and you'll see a ton of sheet masks for 99 cents or $1.99 or $2.99. But you really want to look at what those sheet masks are made of. Because we talked for years about diapers. There was a big movement to get diapers to be more earth-friendly because they didn't biodegrade or break down in landfill. In the same way, those exact ingredients are what most sheet masks are made out of. So when we brought sheet masks to market like our 7-Minute Makeover Mask or our Under Eye Rescue Mask, we required that the materials that we use be, be biodegradable, meaning they could break down, but also recyclable as well if they were in their outer packaging, etc. So I love that the 7-Minute Makeover Mask is biodegradable and compostable. It's made out of um, a black oak charcoal. So it's black oak exterior of the bark that has been burnt. Um, and when it is burnt, it is then used to be made into a fiber. So that black sheet that you put on your face is the fiber of that, of that tree. And then what we're able to do is then after you're finished, not only does that black oak have amazing detoxifying capabilities on the skin and act as amazing transfer mechanism for all the good things that we put into that mask, like maple and comfrey and all these super anti-inflammatory calming ingredients, but it also is something that you can pitch and compost. So I love that we can do that. But it's something you should think about when you're shopping is, am I buying a product that is going to be good when I throw it in the trash can? Or hopefully you don't flush them down the toilet, but I know people do that. Um, and when you do, you want to make sure that you are putting something back into the earth that the earth can use as a resource. So we've worked really hard to think about that. So you probably don't think about that when you shop for the seven minute makeover under eye, but I want you to feel good as a consumer that you're making those choices, right? So we've talked a little bit about manufacturing processes like the one Skin Authority uses, where we think about the materials we use. We think about not only the materials, but what's the process of making it. And the reason I say that is when we talk about ingredients that are in products, there are synthetic ingredients, there are naturally sourced ingredients. Um, I'm not so keen on the idea of an organic ingredient and being able to tout that. In fact, you don't see many companies positioning themselves anymore as organic lines. And the reason that you don't is because even if you use 
98, and I say that because I don't believe anyone can really use 100%. Um, there is no way to really do 100% organic ingredient deck in skincare yet, um, even when you make it at home, because there are things that go into it that you don't realize in ingredient technology. But the thing that I would say is that once organic means that you do not change the natural state of the ingredient. Well, anytime you heat something, anytime you cool it, so to make a gel, to make a serum, to make a soap bar, especially a soap bar, and I say that that's why we make no soap bars here at Skin 40, is because what it takes to make those forever changes the state of the organic ingredient to no longer be the natural state that it was in. So that's why you've never heard us call ourselves an organic line, because if you're a skincare line, you're probably not 100% organic, right? I mean, I'm saying that because down the road, we may have technology that enables us more than we do today, um, but that's quite a ways down the road because again, to make a gel or a serum or to make it feel good on your skin, um, we use ways of heating or cooling and making those products have a consistency that you like to feel on your skin. But I will tell you that when you look even at natural ingredients, we talked about water being one that could be not as safe for you, right? In the same way, most companies will tell you something's plant-derived. Well, plant-derived simply means that at some point in the process, the original ingredient came from the plant. Um, but it then goes into labs and are synthesized. I don't want you to get overly worked up or concerned because one thing that's kind of nice about a plant origin that then has been lab manufactured or grown is that the conditions in a lab are very highly controlled. They're controlled so that there are clean policies about bacteria and pollutants that can be within that lab so that they don't land inside a formula and then get put into a bottle where those things can incubate. So a lot of times your formulation process is much cleaner. You don't have hair and particles and things in it that you would have if you're making ingredients in your bathroom. The other part of it is that there's something called compatibility testing. So you, it's good to think about what ingredients going in the bottle, but you often aren't tasked as a consumer to think about how does the plastic or the glass or whatever this is housed in interact chemically with the ingredients that are in the bottle or the tube. So many times if you have high, high, high levels of essential oil that act as a very, that break things down because they're high in acidity because they come from, you know, um, either fruits or nuts or, or other things that are high acid and that sits in a thin plastic container, that plastic will break down over time into the product and the product will now have those chemicals floating in it. Even though that ingredient that went in was natural, the way that it interacts with the packaging um, is often, and I can tell you this having grown up in a, a manufacturing company where I can't put Skin Authority's fear-free fear peel, which is a sugarcane based glycolic, in a one or two ply plastic tube. It'll eat right through it over time. But more importantly, that plastic will leach into the product. So that's why we always do something called compatibility testing. And compatibility testing is testing not only the formula to be safe on skin, but testing the formula in the packaging and then putting it on skin to make sure that everything that's 
that is in that ingredient bottle stays intact and healthy and that it isn't affected by the packaging in some way. That is super important. And I have to tell you that I know that less than half of the companies that make skincare are doing that level of testing. Um, it's super important to you. You see it a lot in baby bottles, right? When you go and you buy baby bottles or other things, you'll see non-BPA. Well, that's saying that it's not something where chemicals in that plastic baby bottle that's gonna break down when formula is, is sitting in it, right? And that's important because you don't wanna feed that to your baby. Well, in the same way, you don't wanna put that on your skin. So it is super important to think about what things are packaged in. And the other thing I'll share is just because something's in glass does not make the glass safer, the product safer. Um, when you think about glass, you also think about glass as a transmitter of things like light and radiation. So it can impact your product as well. Like we put Super C serum in glass, but at the end of the day, it's a blue coated glass. You'll see it's designed to absorb and to reflect radiation and light so that we don't disrupt the product. So there are all kinds of things that you have to think about. And we probably spend as much time on packaging as we do product just to make sure the two together create a really safe efficacy experience for you. Um, so I hope that just some of the things that I've shared with you give you a good idea of the kinds of things that are on the frontier of sustainability and being a company that truly thinks in an earth-friendly, safe way. Um, the last thing I'll leave you with, so think about ingredient decks are really about not only what the ingredient is, but the source of the ingredient and what the nature of the ingredient is. For example, when we talk about things like, um, my best example would be seaweed, for example, or we talk about other things that are natural resources to the earth, turmeric. Um, you know, when we think about how much salmon we eat or fish we eat, and there are many people today sounding the alarm about overfishing. You know, we're sort of reducing the amount of natural sea life by just our desire to consume it and to fish it, right? And one of the things that we want to do is be conscious of our forests, right? When we talk about packaging and all of those things. But in the same way, we want to make sure, because we do take skincare ingredients from trees and from fruit trees and from nuts and from all of these other sources that we're being, and now, you know, when you look at things like spirulina from the bottom of the ocean, we want to make sure that we're not raping and pillaging our Earth's resources. So what's really cool is that we can lab grow just like we lab grow human skin growth factor in a lab, uh, we grow that in, in sheets within that. We, we take strictly the matrix proteins from that human growth factor and we can re reproduce it in lab, not synthetically, it's the real thing. We're just growing it in a controlled lab environment, but we're not going out and harvesting it from humans out in the real world. In the same way, we're not going out and harvesting for example, things like our spirulina just pillaging the earth. Those things can be grown in lab and, and they're grown simply for the purpose of using it in an ingredient and we're not raping and pillaging our natural resources. The other benefit is we can oversee the cleanliness of the formulation. We can ensure that we're doing things which we call testing to make sure, because even in nature, sometimes in nature something grows that's not normal. 
So we, we, really, we only pick the best of the best, so we sort for the best of what's there. Um, so there's a lot of ways that we control the safety and efficacy of the product when we can, can grow it in a lab setting. So I love that lab today does not mean the old world of we're putting a bunch of chemicals in a vial and synthetically producing something. We can naturally grow living organisms in lab, but in a controlled space that makes it safer, cleaner, and we can do a lot more of it and not hurt the earth. And I love that part as well. So these are examples of the way that we are looking at cleaning up our act to be a better contributor to the earth and also to give you better products. Always feel free to ask questions. We've only, in this short amount of time, can kind of scrape the surface, but there's so much more that we're doing to be proactive. I'm continuing to work hard to develop more and more of our skin growth factor technology into hair and nails and things that we can do because it is one of the greenest products we can produce because it doesn't destroy plants or animals in the process. And more importantly, it's something that your body sees as 100% natural because your body does not see a plant as natural. We eat them, but your body doesn't make anything. Your cells, all of those things are made from human resources. They're not made from plant-based resources. So it's super important to know that we want to give the body 100% natural things. And over time, we will be able to do more and more of that. And that also means we'll save a lot of the Earth's resources um, in doing that. So we're continuing to move that direction. So at the end of the day, Skin Authority loves that we want to build products that make you look great, make you feel great, but also make you feel good about the footprint we're leaving on the planet. So I hope you've enjoyed this segment. I hope you learned something. Also, I'd love your feedback. If there are things you'd love to see us do um, to be more earth-friendly or to be safer for you or that you just have questions about, please reach out at Bear Skin, ask questions, and maybe that'll even spur a new episode. Who knows? So thank you so much for joining us and be safe, be good.